If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. Hell yeah, she does. Ta-da! That's us. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what is up? What's up, guys? I feel like we literally just did this. Time is melting together. It really is, isn't it? Today I was like, oh, it's July, and it's not. But in my brain, I thought, I, I, I was just like, decided it was July already. And it didn't feel weird to have made that decision. Um, but it's not. It's May. Just six weeks off. <laughs> I actually had kind of an eventful week, but I mean, as far as quarantine weeks go, but um, all I want to talk about is Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sammy, did you make it? Well, first I'll say that he he had he gave an insane GQ interview where he <laughs> made a dish called piccolini cuscino. <laughs> made that he has a, it's an idea for a restaurant of his. He didn't mm. just make it for himself. He has invented this. Oh right, and he pitched it to dish. the to the yes. um, head mm. chef of Sugarfish or something, yep. owner of Sugarfish. What they want the idea is pasta that you can hold in your hand. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think I'm realizing that I didn't actually read the... I think I only read quotes from the article. I didn't actually read the full article. Oh, yeah. He's invented... Why can't pasta be as convenient as pizza? We need to make pasta that is fast and you can hold in your hand. Listeners, I really beg you to read the the entire article. It's, It's so funny and so crazy. And I truly haven't stopped thinking about it since I read it. And I don't know that I'll ever stop thinking about it. I think I might be thinking about it for years to come. Um, but um, I did make pickling. <laughs> no, Sammy, get that oh out of God. here. No, she actually is showing it to us. You guys, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't read the article, Robert Pattinson is basically the most incompetent person in the kitchen that I've ever heard of in my entire life. And this dish is absolutely revolting. Let me tell you, let me tell you how it's done. I, I will admit I was a little confused by the recipe because it's so insane. <laughs> also, it means, just so you know, it means piccolini cuscino, is that what it is? Yeah, pillow cushion? It means little pillow because he wants it to be like a little pillow you can hold your, your pasta. Well, mine did not turn out that way. <laughs> okay, tell us about it, Sammy. Okay, so you got you got your layer of breadcrumbs. He used mashed up cornflakes, but he said that if he had breadcrumbs, he would have used those. So I figured, why not go for the best case version of this recipe? Right, sure. Um, and then you want a layer of sugar. He says the sugar <laughs> crust is incredibly important. 
<laughs> Three slices of cheese. American oh. cheese. American cheese. Not just any cheese. American cheese. I bought Kraft singles and that was the one thing where I think I went grosser than his recipe. Um, but in uh, my head, that's what it was because the whole thing is disgusting. Now, didn't he? Use, isn't that what he used? I think you're right. He said any cheese will work. Yeah. And then um, more sugar. And then you microwave penne pasta for eight minutes <laughs> and dump, dump that in there in this tin foil, and then pour over tomato sauce of any kind, anything tomato, tomato soup, tomato sauce, doesn't matter, he says. <laughs> and then you want to sprinkle a little more sugar, and then you put your hamburger bun on the bottom, and he seemed seem to have burned in some initials into the hamburger bun which he I used yeah uh the p and the c for piccolino <laughs> piccolini cuscino yeah yeah oh my god it's the craziest thing um and then he he tossed his in the microwave in a tin foil wrapper which immediately broke the microwave and made the power go out in his apartment <laughs> um but i did it in an oven which i think was the intention but I'm going to try a bite of this right now with you Oh my guys God, you here. haven't tried it yet. No. I haven't tried it yet. This is like being on Fear Factor. I do I not like I want to say this. that I ate dinner prior to this because I knew that this would not be edible. <laughs> Ew, Sammy. <laughs> is it good at all? It's so sticky. <laughs> Ew, Sammy. No, I it's hate so that you tried it. I hate you made that you made it and tried it. This it's is honestly not as terrible as I was expecting, but it's not good. Oh, gross. Lord. Wow. Um. Anyways, what's up with you guys? <laughs> I have one, but it's not very good. I love it. <laughs> Let's fucking hear it. <laughs> I started reading Watchmen. I've never read it before, mm. and I actually haven't really read that many graphic novels at all in my life, but I'm really enjoying it. I think it's I like good. it. Yeah, it's really good. I think I like it, especially because I, it feels like a good mix between reading like a comic book and reading a novel, which I guess is a graphic novel. But like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's all, in the title there. I feel like all quote-unquote graphic novels I've read in the past I've just sped through and like haven't been able to actually like enjoy because it just it feels like it goes too quickly and this I feel like I'm able to like sit with more and takes more time mm. to digest which makes it more enjoyable um yeah. and yeah I can't believe I've never read it and I love it so far it's very good I I think that's the only graphic novel I've ever read it was a gift from Silent Jenna <gasps> what a good I've gift. I've never read it. Maybe I'll read it. I don't have anything interesting to say about it. So that's why I hesitated to. Well, you did just invent the idea of a graphic novel. Have you guys heard of that concept before? It's like a mix <laughs> between a comic book and a novel. <laughs> Added to the list of things we've invented. <laughs> We're going to be so rich. We're going to be so rich. Oh, my God. Oh, OK. So I've been going a lot of long walks because quarantine mm -hmm. and I got it was really hot like last week and I got really nervous about my long walks and how hot it was going to be for mm -hmm. my walks because mm -hmm. I have not, that's like what I'm worried about and I was like oh I don't have any good shoes to walk in when it gets hot so I ordered some Tevas hell yeah. walking yeah. sandals hell yeah you did and the first time I, I brought them out into the world I was on a walk and we're all quarantined we're in masks 
uh, a woman in her 60s had to stop me and ask where I got my sandals because <laughs> um, she loved them and they looked so good for walking. What a great purchase. It was a great purchase and I feel really good about it. And my feet are nice and cool on my walks. I've gone through many, many pairs of Tevas. I'm on to Chacos now. I've leveled up. Chacos, Chacos are more intense. I've leveled up to Chacos. Yeah, that is a level up. It's a for sure level up. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I tell you guys what movie we're doing today? You yes. should. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week's movie is uh, the winner of the foreign horror bracket. And it is Train to Busan. Came out. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Came out in 2016. uh, Directed by Yon Sang Ho. Written by Yon Sang Ho and Park Joo Suk. Starring Gong Yu, Jung Yumi, Ma Dong Suk, Choi Woo Sik, and So Hee. And we have a freaking guest here. We have a guest. Oh my God. We have a guest. Honestly, that's the most exciting thing that's happened this week. It's crazy. I'm pumped. It's so exciting to have a guest. (laughs) He's been on before. He's back again right here in quarantine in in July of 2020. (laughs) We have Joel Jensen. Hey. Hi, Joel. How's it going? Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine to you. Um, Well, Joel, what, what is up with you? Anything? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I've been quarantining. Yes, um, that's good. This, um, the the scary thing that happened to me this week is I was the victim of credit card fraud. <gasps> oh my no, god! Not now. Now is a bad time. Yeah, it it was okay. It was it was more annoying than anything. And um, somebody hacked into my account and used all of my accrued credit card points to buy gift cards. That's- Motherfucker. Do you get those yeah. points back? To Sephora. Oh to Sephora. my god. Yeah, I worked with my bank and, and we're all set. It's 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 fine. Just okay. a nightmare. But it was though. mostly just annoying. Yeah. Um and then the other scariest thing that happens to me this week is right before I got together with you guys for this podcast, I watched a gif of a guy getting a grasshopper to eat a wart off of his finger. No. Oh my no. god. I'm sorry. I'm going to need to know how you stumbled upon that gift. <laughs> Where did that I I can't imagine ever landing on that gift in any <laughs> choice I would ever make. So I need to understand. I mean, if you're me, it it just happens. <laughs> you're a big b- bug guy, right? I I like bugs. Well, it <laughs> loves um, moles. <laughs> It was on Reddit. It was on Reddit. I subscribed to the WTF um, subreddit, okay. which I rarely watch anything on it because usually it's too much for me. But I clicked on this one and it is a guy holding a grasshopper by its thorax as the grasshopper's little mandibles munch away a wart on his finger. And oh it looks like God. it totally works. Wow. Oh, how life hack. Wow, I have life hack. Yeah, dermatology <laughs> hack. Do it dermatology d- d- hack. DIY dermatology at home that during is, quarantine. I don't, <laughs> self-care. I don't even know where to begin with comprehending that, how that would have come about. It's just a little entomological dermatology. That's all it is, folks. Whoa, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's but wild. It's pretty gross. I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching it because you won't stop thinking about it. That's why I would avoid the WTF subreddit completely. Yeah. Just all the time. Yeah, usually it's too much. Yeah, it seems like a danger zone. Yeah, but I think that's why I've subscribed to it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's why everyone subscribes to it. Well, isn't it already, isn't it already too late? 
once you've seen it? Like, you don't you? How do you know it's going to be too much? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the risk that you're always taking. <laughs> uh, eventually, I feel like I've started to develop an instinct because I've been on Reddit for a long time. I kind of know based off like a thumbnail and a description and how high it is on the front page, how bad it's going to be. Okay, got it. You can kind of triangulate. This one was like very high up. You could see a thumbnail. You could see the grasshopper and the, the, the title of it was a grasshopper eats my wart. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much, you know, you know what you're getting at that point. I thought, how bad could that be? I really like that it's grasshopper eats my wart. <laughs> it's just grasshopper eats a wart. It's mine. <laughs> oh my god oh my god that's disgusting wow what a week we've had all mm. of us what a week <laughs> hi everybody it is cocktail hour and this week's cocktail is a zombie this drink has a lot of ingredients so probably not an ideal quarantine drink um, it's also one that you'll black out on real quick. So again, probably not great for being by yourself in your house. But, you know, it's just too appropriate for the film. So we're doing it anyways. And I actually have all these ingredients, which is a little shocking. Um, I think that I buy too much alcohol is what that means. Um, to make this drink, you will need one ounce of light rum, one ounce of dark rum, one ounce of orange curacao liqueur, a half an ounce of lemon juice, a half an ounce of lime juice, one and a half ounces of orange juice, one and a half ounces of passion fruit puree or syrup, a quarter ounce of grenadine, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and an optional half ounce of 151 proof dark rum. Uh, you will combine all those ingredients, those many, many ingredients, it with ice in a shaker and shake, and then strain into a large glass of ice, and you can add the 151 rum float on top and garnish with a mint sprig and some fresh fruit. Save this drink for when you're really looking to party. Um, I used to drink this a lot in college, so that should tell you what you need to know. Uh, cheers! The reason we brought Joel on this week, other than it's great to have a guest and great, great to have Joel, is that um, before this one, our horror bracket, this is a movie that Joel had been saying we should do for the podcast. So mm -hmm. when it won, we brought him in. So I'm very excited to hear about this movie. It's been long anticipated. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. I think it's one of the the um, one of the best zombie movies to come out in like, I don't know, the past 10 years yeah. or so. Some trivia is that this was the first ever south korean zombie film um except this director did do an animated prequel to this movie before this very interesting a short i think not a full length and this is his first live action film and there's a sequel that's supposed to be coming out this year yeah peninsula we should watch the trailer to the sequel after we talk about movie because the sequel looks Crazy. Completely unrelated and yeah. totally crazy. Yeah, Is it yeah. the same um, filmmakers? Yes. Hmm. And then also, James Wan is doing an American remake, which I didn't know. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. I don't love American hmm. remakes in general, but... But I love James Wan. I do like James Wan, so I'm not writing it off just yet. Had you seen it before, Sammy, or no? Yes. Jenna and I watched this a few years ago, and it's very good. We loved it. And I cried that time and I cried this time. <laughs> yeah, I cried too. 
I cried, I cried like a lot this time because yeah. last time I watched it with Jenna and I feel like just whenever you're with another person, you n- naturally cry less because you're because you don't want to look like a like a big baby. You don't want to look like a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to look fucking cool in front of Jenna. <laughs> and this time I was just free to just really sob. And boy, did I. Yeah, it gets you because you're like it. Wore, it wears you down and then just hits you with emotion that you don't even remember is has been planted. Yeah, like they plant the seeds for it early and then you forget about it because there's zombies everywhere and then they nail you with it uh, once more. Yeah, <gasps> it is good. Oh God, I'm a, I'm ready for this emotional roller coaster of a zombie. Yeah, film. should we watch the trailer? Let's watch that trailer. Just including a side note here that I am using the dubbed version of the trailer. Don't watch the dubbed version of the movie. Dubs are bad. I hate them. The train bound for Busan Station is departing shortly. Excuse me. That woman does not seem right to me. Requesting medical assistance in car number 11. What the? Get back! Get back! Holy shit. Right? Oh my god. That looked great. It looks fucking awesome. It's r- I like m- wild. I'm tempted to say never mind. I want to I want to watch the movie. Let's not do this episode. Maybe, but I'll watch it after. <laughs> From the trailer it looked like a mix between World War Z, Snowpiercer and like a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> A Wes Anderson movie. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> There's something. Henley, why why a Wes Anderson movie? Yeah, I'm interested in a Wes Anderson. There's something part. about the color palette that reminds me of Wes Anderson. It does, it's like bright and like it's this color, but also the like yellow and blues felt. Mm. I don't know. They were yeah. It me. is like bright primary colors at at times. Yeah. I can see that actually, and like a lot of symmetry. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was. Cool. I'm intrigued. I do think like one of the things to this like genius about it is like it is ambitious and it is on a big scale, but a ton of it takes place on train cars. Right. So like it's like probably like space. Yeah. Like a, a pretty like small footprint for a production in, in for a great deal of it. And they make a, they make a lot of hay out of mm-hmm. the confined spaces and it's in it. So it's like really, really smart the way that they've done it. Yeah. Um, should we get into it? Should we just start? Joel, you want to take it away? Yeah. So we have a really, truly great prologue scene where, um, so like the first shot is on a mannequin's, uh, like mannequin's face and you like pull out and it's a, a, like a mannequin who's like a safety man who's like holding a little traffic wand, which instantly makes me feel like Korean traffic control totally rules. <laughs> Because instead of just signs, they have friendly looking mannequins with uh, like things that are pointing you the direction to go. And we see like there's like um, a checkpoint's been set up on the road and um, trucks are driving past and like getting their IDs. Their drivers are having their IDs checked and then they drive past and they're getting and you see they're getting sprayed by men in hazmat suits. Um, And so you're, you're obviously like something is up. There's like some sort of like chemical spill or something. And, and then we cut into uh, one of the men who's driving a truck. He's a farmer and he says, he talks to the 
guy in the hazmat suits is like, hey, like, what the fuck's going on? What's this about? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Like, don't don't sweat. And he's like, it's not another, it's not something that's going to, like, mean I have to bury my livestock again, is it? And they're like, no, no. And he's like, it's not another foot and mouth, is it? <gasps> Obviously, something has happened before in this area. And like, no, 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 nothing, nothing of the sort. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And he's like, I'm being triggered by this right now. Yeah. Just FYI. At least coronavirus isn't whatever is about to happen in Train to Busan. <laughs> yeah. Count our blessings. Yeah, this is worse, I would say. I would argue this is worse <laughs> than coronavirus. It looked worse. <laughs> um, so the, so the, guy, the farmer drives on and he like gets a phone call and his phone's like down in, in the, the floor basin or whatever, like where his feet are. And he's like reaching out and he like takes his eyes off the road and thudumph, he hits something. And uh, he stops, gets out of his uh, truck, turns around and sees he's hit a deer. And he's like, God damn it. And gets back into his truck and drives away. The truck leaves frame and the camera slowly pans across the asphalt, across the pooling blood from the deer and onto the deer. And after a couple beats, the deer sort of gives a death twitch. And then it gives another death twitch and another death twitch that's a little bit more controlled. And then all of a sudden the deer stands up and the camera cuts into a close up of the deer's face and its eyes are all clouded over yeah. and it's like bleeding and it looks evil and then deer runs away and then <gasps> train to Busan Whoa, fires up. I love it. Cool. This is a great one of the great on screen deers I have to say. <laughs> great on screen deer. Since Bambi. <laughs> Check that off your bingo. A great on screen deer. <laughs> it's the bleakest time of the year so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch Rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary 
for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And so now we cut in and we meet our protagonist. Um, and I apologize. I don't, I can't, could not keep track of all of these names. They don't say their I'm, names a lot. So I yeah. feel like we should just call them by like, you should be dad. That's exactly how I put them in my notes. <laughs> Perfect. It's a dad and a daughter are the main two, so we'll call them dad and daughter. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, her name's Sue Ann, and that one I Sue Ann, that one yeah. they do say a lot, so I remember that. Yeah. Um, so daughter is Sue Ann, but dad. I just want to say real quick, hot dad alert. <gasps> oh my god, he's so hot. <laughs> we saw him in the trailer. He is hot. We saw the kid first, and I said out loud, "Really cute kid." And then really we saw the dad, and I thought, kid. "Oh my god, really hot man. dad." Yep, you're absolutely right. We don't even need to do a poll. It's not a con- it's not controversial. No, at all. it's not he's, controversial. We should do a poll that's who's hotter, dad or daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, what, one more time. What was that? Scratch it. Scratch that. <laughs> we're gonna want to cut that. We're gonna get set. We're gonna get cited <laughs> by the FBI. <laughs> like we gotta start following this account. Too scary. Didn't watch. Flag. But let's just return to the dad is so hot. He's in this gorgeous suit that he looks so good in this fucking suit it's like so well tailored and it's like very fine (laughs) and um and he's like he's like a classic finance guy okay he works in like a financial firm we meet him as he's um trying to strike um uh, a big deal and one of his analysts comes in his name is kim who we um, interact with a few times throughout the course of the of the movie kim comes in and is like um like ask him, do you want to go through this deal? And he goes, no. In fact, kill it and instead go big on this thing. And the dude's like, wait, what do you mean? That's like that's not what everybody's doing. And dad goes, what are you? One of the lemmings? Do it. Mm. We're gonna do it because nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So we get a sense of who this man is. Mm-hmm. He's a contrarian. He's not thinking about consequences, and he's very um, contrarian. Mm-hmm. He's like not going with the herd. Mm. And when we're talking about a zombie movie, which is basically a herd of flesh-eating, mindless things, we see the tension mm. there. Mm. We see the irony of this man. He does not want to be a zombie. Mm. <laughs> he, he's going against the crowd and he doesn't want to be a zombie. So one of the things as he makes this big deal it, with um, his analyst, Kim, is he goes, by the way, what are kids into these days? And we cut to him in a parking garage um, and he's going through a divorce. And he's talking to his ex-wife, who is later revealed in the movie. I know Sammy knows where I'm going here. <laughs> that his contact for his ex-wife in his phone is just, in all caps, ex-wife. It's not her name. No name. It's just probably ex-wife. something lost in translation, but it is so funny that he, he's calling and he pulls up the contact for ex-wife. <laughs> she shall remain I mean, that nameless. just makes good sense. <laughs> You gotta be sure. You can't mix you gotta it be up. Specific. That can't be anybody else but her. <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking to his ex-wife in the in the parking garage next to his very nice Audi, and they're having an argument. Basically, their daughter Sue Ann wants to go to her mom's house for her birthday, which is tomorrow. And her mom lives in a town that's like an hour train ride away. And among other things, in this conversation with his ex-wife, 
we she basically says he's a bad dad uh and she's like she doesn't even expect him to know that their daughter's birthday is tomorrow and he's like are you fucking kidding me of course i know it's her birthday right and he goes into his car and he pulls a a birthday present out that he's got her so he knew it was her birthday okay uh and like in the in this argument like it's it's established that like his daughter wants to take the train alone um she doesn't really want or feel like he would want to join her on the train trip whatever so now he goes home and his mo- he lives with his mother and his daughter and um he like comes in and immediately like goes to like he's like clearly a workaholic he wants to like get back to work and stuff but he goes and has a moment with his daughter um and who also expected that he had forgotten her birthday oh. and he's like no of course i didn't forget your birthday um in fact here here's a here's your present i'll give it to you now and she opens it and it's a wii a nintendo wii and he's expecting her to be like great but this is such good writing she she goes like oh this is fine and then she points and points out that he had bought her a wii for a hol- the last holiday this this year oh no he just didn't remember what he got her last time oh bad dad he's distracted by commerce well, it seems like maybe his assistant bought the bad Wii assistant. He asked what her kids into, and yeah, we should put this on the assistant for sure. <laughs> well, I just mean that's how little he's even doing it. Right, I'm putting it back on him and saying he just outsourced getting the gift. Also, did we already say how old Sue Ann is? She's like I don't know. Wait, oh, right, Sammy. Sammy guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know she's always hard to answer. Um, I'm gonna guess. Six, and I feel more confident about that than usual. I think it's a good guess. That's Thank what you, I was going to guess. Wait, a six-year-old six wants to seven. take the train by herself? Yes, that's the thing. Is it's like extra upsetting because it's like so clearly she should probably have an escort, and she's like, Ooh. "I don't want to inconvenience you, Dad." Oh, that's it's so like really sad. sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like he very clearly only cares about himself. He's a very Scroogey kind of guy. Like after that interaction, he goes back and like starts to like go to work and he has a conversation with his mother who's like, you know, you should really try to use this opportunity to reconnect with your ex-wife. And he's like, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this. I don't want to take her to the train station. She doesn't need to go. Like, this is an important time for my business. And his mom goes, this is an important time for Sue Ann, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very good reality check. Um, and then mm-hmm. she his mother hands him um, a camcorder. And she, uh, at that day at school, Sue Ann had done like a recital and her recital was she sang a song and it is the um, Hawaiian song that goes like, aloha, until we meet again, that song. Oh no. And so he's watching this on tape as she's singing it. And as she goes, she forgets the words and the whole class starts laughing at her and she quits. And she looks like straight into the camcorder with this like (laughs) heartbreaking, like she just looks so sad. It's so sad. There's nothing sadder in the world than kids being embarrassed. Like a cute kid being ashamed is so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. We'll get a load of this. So we cut to dad and Sue Ann are in the car driving to the train station because he's decided like he will in fact escort her to her mom's house. And after some awkward silence, he then criticizes her for having given up on the song. And he says, you need to we we need to finish what we start like um, he you, says, you like, can't not, give up. Not finishing is worse than not even starting something like that. Yeah, Some shit like that where 
he's trying to like be a dad, but he's like doing it in like some toxic masculinity shit and not getting the point. Um, and, and so you're like, this dude's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And as they're having that conversation, all of a sudden he has to hit the brakes really hard because a bunch of fire trucks like scream past down at, at an intersection going somewhere else. Sue Ann looks out the window and sees a bunch of ash falling from the sky. He looks out his window and you can see reflected in the window glass. There is a towel, like a skyscraper is burning. It's on fire off in the distance. We don't know what's going on. We just see these like bing, bing, bing. Great teasing and building up. Um, So then we get to the station and we're like loading up on the train. We're hearing the like your common train stuff. The train is going to (laughs) leave. Train stuff, you know. We all know it. Your common train stuff. You know, the train's going to (laughs) leave. Ever since I did have my, for my birthday, my murder mystery train party, I, YouTube wants me to only listen to train content, so I'm familiar with the train stuff. You're familiar with common train stuff. (laughs) The train's going to leave. All aboard. (laughs) Choo choo. Choo choo. Choo choo. Uh, We hear, um, where's the coal? (laughs) And where's my shovel? Uh, Typical, typical conductor speak. Oh, God. So as as we get into the train station, people start loading on the train and we start to like meet some of the individuals who we're going to get to know throughout the course of the movie, including... This like very perfectionist, very corporate um, train attendant, um, a woman who works with him, who he like corrects her scarf is like not just exactly right. Um, we meet a baseball team of like teenage, like teenage boy high school baseball team who are all like best buddies. And then the babe of the high school gets on the train. She's a cheerleader for their baseball uh-huh. team. Her name is Jin Hee, and she gets on the train. And there, and then all of the baseball team peer pressures this one boy to sit next to her. Because she likes him and they want him to like like her, and he's very uh, doesn't want anything to do with it. He's like shy and is like just by the way, he is the main guy in Parasite. Mm. (gasps) You're right. I recognized him in the trailer. I was excited to see that he is excellent in this. Um, and so he's like this kind of like bashful kid who's like getting a little bit razzed by his baseball team because the hot girl likes him, and she's like pretty forward and is not um shy Flirt, about it. flirting it up um let's do a poll who's hotter her or the daughter <laughs> <laughs> oh boy how are you guys are doing polls lately <laughs> flag the flag the second time <laughs> so so we've met a few of these people were on the train it's you know a, a normal There's train also, normal um, train things um, are happening um, um, don't we meet the the old sisters? The like oh, the old sisters, or are they old lovers? Is my other question. Oh Ooh. no, they say that they're sisters at some point. Okay, well, I didn't pay attention to that. Old <laughs> sisters, some old ladies. Also, red hot. I, <laughs> I assume they were lovers babes. because of how smoking hot these seventy or eighty year old ladies were. <laughs> Um, and then the yeah. and then the rich man. Do we meet him yet or not yet? I don't remember, but there is a rich man businessman rich man who business we man. probably meet at this point. It would be my guess. You're right. Cut to dad gets a call on his phone, which is the biggest phone I've still to this day ever seen. <laughs> it's huge. It's like the size of a, an iPad. It's just absolutely enormous. 
So he gets a phone call from his uh, analyst, Kim, who's like, hey, there's been an attack. I don't know what it is, but like some sort of attack has happened. Just like be aware this like might fuck up our deal, essentially. Mm. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he's like taking this call, we uh, see this woman runs onto the train. She like like runs past um, like a train attendant, totally freaking out, but nobody sees her and you don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then they they go and then the train starts up and starts moving. And as it just starts moving, um, Sue Ann looks out the window and sees a guy tackle somebody on the on the platform. So, like, again, we're just like trickling weird shit going on. And her dad is like already um, asleep. Yeah, he's already he like, like yeah, sat down out. and just fell asleep immediately. Took a call, heard there was an attack of some sort, and fell asleep immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we cut into this woman who's jumped onto the train, and we see she has the telltale bite mark. A big toothy bite, and her veins are, like, bulging and, like, all purple and dark and, like, running up her leg. And she's sweating. She keeps saying she's sorry. She keeps going, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, like, gagging and coughing and shit. She, like, locks herself in a bathroom. Yes. And we go in, and there's, like, one of the other passengers, like, grabs the attendant and is like, hey, just so you know, like, a weird-looking person got on the train. Um, They went into the bathroom. And so the attendant goes and knocks on the door, and the daughter, Sue Ann, sees this sort of, like, something curious happening. So she gets up and, like, goes to check it out. Then the attendant opens the door, and we see... Somebody totally different is hiding in the bathroom. Not the girl we saw before. This kind of weird guy who clearly has PTSD who's going like, they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all fucking dead. Oh, they're all dead. And that's this is when we meet the businessman. He mm. comes in mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and like looks mm-hmm. down on this, this guy and he tells Sue Ann like, if you flunk out of school, this is what you become. Mm. Like he's probably a drug addict and he's crazy and this is what happened if you don't finish your school. So make sure you're, you get good grades. And um, we go back and to the woman who's been bit and she's freaking out and she uh, she's all like she's like walking down the aisle like it's a really great shot of just like her legs as she's like limping down the aisle and she like falls over and starts twitching. And then we meet our next big hero who I call Scarf Man. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> what did you call him? I called him husband. <laughs> <laughs> he's this he's this like beefy, cool, like very like barrel chested man he's in line for the bathroom uh, he's clearly his like somebody he's with is in the bathroom he's waiting on them and Sue Ann walks past him and he's like oh do you need to use the bathroom you should go down this way um and she, so the daughter goes past and that's when the um a female attendant finds the bitten girl laying on the ground in like the like vestibule between cars um and she like sees this 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 young woman who's fallen down, she doesn't look good. So she like, you know, pulls up her walking and calls for help. And then uh, our dad gets another phone call from Kim and it, he's like, look, it's not a strike. It's not like an attack. It's something else, but I don't know what it is. And then we cut back into the vestibule and the, and the girl who's been bit, she's like, goes dead. And the attendant's like, Oh my God, what the fuck? And then she like turns, she like turns her back on the girl to like radio for help and then behind her you see the girl impossibly go like and like sit back up like but from a backwards position 
the way they do zombies in this is the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, what is VFX and what is just like, did they hire contortionists? Yeah. Cause Wait, what do you some... mean a backwards position? Like, legs? for Like, I don't understand. From, like, a bridge position sort of up. Like, impossibly like couldn't do it. Like, her spine curved in, like, uh, the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she's, like, crunching as she goes up. And oh I think God. that they definitely used, like, contortionists and, like, maybe, like, weird dancers who can right. do, like, crazy avant-garde shit. Weird dancers. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the, the zombie acting is really, really phenomenal in this movie. Like, the, the body movements are so jarring and upsetting and but also look real like it doesn't real. look overly vfxy to me so this girl like curls up like a fucking snake and uh attacks the attendant um and then we see the attendant walking down the aisle of another car with this woman on her back eating her fucking neck it's the, like it's the car with the whole baseball team yeah and then and then from there, the attendant turns, she attacks people, that person turns, starts attacking people, and bada-bing, we're off to the races. Uh, yeah, I'd say within minutes, it's probably a 100 people, like two cars, I yeah. think, two cars full of people within a, Whoa, a minute. so they establish that this transformation happens in like seconds. Yes. Yeah, it's fast. It's fast, but then later it kind of takes a, a few minutes. I think it's about your willpower. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta be stronger than the virus. And as we've established, the main character does not want to be a zombie, and I no. bet that's gonna come to be important. <laughs> that's true. So now you've got like people. Now we start to like sink into our sort of conceit, where we have people running up the train, like running up through the train cars, like screaming. Other people who are in other train cars, are like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is? Why are these people running? And I kind of got zombie start. I kind of got the sense that they're running from like. To the to the more like is first class like closer to the front of the train just to get the layout of so. the train. So it's kind of moving from the back of the train to the front of the train. So it's starting yeah. in like, you know, what's uh, economy <laughs> and and in the front is the like first class. What a cool, now that it's being described and we were saying like, oh, it, like a small set piece in a way of shooting on a train. How fucking cool of an idea to just have it like move further and further mm -hmm. up a train is like such a brilliant concept. And to set I actually haven't seen Snowpiercer, but I know that that's a big part of Snowpiercer. Yeah. I was going to say, Emily, if you really like the idea of people moving up a train <laughs> bit by bit, you're going to love Snowpiercer. Also, if. Is that all it takes? That's yeah. <laughs> also, if you like class parables that map themselves onto these sorts of things, you will like Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer's Bong um, Joon Ho, right? He loves a yeah, he loves yeah. a class parable. It's so good. It's weird and it's violent. They eat bugs. Do the bugs eat warts? <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat a bug, but I will not eat a bug that's eaten a wart. <laughs> What's this bug's diet then? <laughs> Fatten these bugs up on my warts. <laughs> no, I hate it. I hate so, it. I hate it. So now we have chaos starting to break out on this train and and dad wakes up and sees that uh sue Ann is gone and he's like fuck i gotta find her i don't know what's what's i don't know what's going on but like obviously i need to find my daughter he goes and 
finds her in a bathroom um, as he sees like more people running past screaming and freaking out. He grabs his daughter and just as he grabs her, he sees the zombies attacking in the like train, the train car right next to the bathroom that she's in. And he's like, oh, fuck. And grabs a hold of her and starts running as the zombies basically like rush this train car. There's already just like shitloads of them. And we go back to husband, um, who's our fighting pro, a.k.a. Scarf, Scarf Man. Man. <laughs> Scarf Man. I think I like Scarf yeah. Man more than husband. Okay, let's Sorry, Scarf Sammy. Man. No, no, no. Okay, that's Scarf, better. The Scarf guy. And, uh, and he sees it also happening. He, like, gets his, uh, bangs on the bathroom door. He'd been waiting on it, and it's his wife, and she's pregnant. Um, and a zombie attacks him, and he just beats the shit out of a zombie, and then locks it in the bathroom. Our dad and Sue Ann get through one of the like vestibule doors, like connecting trains, and the dad sh- slams it shut. But Scarfman and his pregnant wife are left behind, and Scarfman's like, "Let us in, let us in." The dad's like, "Fucking uh, no, dude! I'm not gonna like risk every. Uh, I'm not gonna risk this." And his daughter's like, screams at him because he had been nice to her, and his daughter's like, "He was nice to me. Let him in, let him in." And eventually the kindness prevails and he like slides it open and shuts it. But just then a bunch of zombies come up, but they manage to get the door shut. It's like a very tense moment. And the zombies are like slamming on the door, slamming on the door and Scarfman's like holding it shut, holding it shut. And then the dad's like, wait a minute. I think you can let go of the door. They can't figure out how to open it. Oh, it's like a little lever. Yeah. And you have to like do a, a two step process basically to open the latch. Uh, so the zombies are now like locked out, but like, banging on the glass and and um right. freaking out and everybody's like what the fuck is happening and then he realizes dad realizes they only started attacking when they saw us and so um the pregnant wife grabs a bottle of water and a newspaper off a chair next to her and starts kind of pasting newspaper on the glass mm-hmm. door dividing them and as soon as it's completely covered decoupaging <laughs> a decoupage <laughs> exactly and as soon as it's completely covered the banging stops and they kind of give up i like what we've established here they are very very fast very very violent but very 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 stupid, stupid. yeah and visually motivated yes. so if they see you they attack you and if they attack you they get you mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so then uh, they're all in these train uh, they're on the train car and then there an announcement comes on from the conductor and he goes, look, we're not going to stop at the next stop. Um, we're unable to. We're just going to keep going because the next station is closed because there are there is an incident that has happened. Everybody's perfectly safe. We don't know what it is, but something is up. So we're just not going to stop at the next one. So just hang tight. And everybody's like, oh, man, come on. You know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, then the dad's phone rings, his huge phone rings, um, <laughs> and it's a call from his mother, um, who we had met earlier, who was kind of his moral center, and she says, like, hey, <coughs> what's going on out there? Uh, oh, no. There's people rioting, and oh no, something is happening, and... <coughs> oh, no. And his, he listens to his mom turn into a zombie on the phone. Holy shit. And the daughter is looking up at him knowing that he's talking to her grandma. And so she afterwards is asking, is, Gra- is granny okay? Is granny okay? And he's just kind of in shock and doesn't 
respond to her. And he doesn't have the courage to tell her, but also, like, you can't blame him. We have that, and now we get to the train station they were supposed to stop at. And so the train slows down because they have to slow down, and they're moving through, and the people on the train see, like, there's people at this train station. Like, it's not Waiting closed. to get it's on not the train. Empty. There's people waiting to get on the train. What the fuck is this? And then as they get closer, the people start banging on the windows, pleading to let them on. Pleading, pleading, pleading. And then all of a sudden, they start getting tackled by <sighs> zombies who are on the platform. Just whoomph, whoomph. They just like drop out of the window. And then everybody starts Whoa. screaming. And then the train picks up speed and clears out of there. And they're like, fuck. Whoa. What the fuck? And so the train keeps going. They, they, turn on to the, they turn to the TV and we have a government spokesman who's like, hey, like, look. What we're experiencing is nothing to be concerned about. There are some rioters who are misbehaving, and I assure you we will do everything we can to make sure that any rioters who uh, damage government property will be dealt with and punished and fined or whatever. And he's like, whatever. And then we cut into one of my favorite things in a, in a movie like this when we get uh, like user-generated news footage, like cell phone footage that people have shot and sent to mm-hmm. the news. And you see it's... <laughs> it's so good it's a group of teenagers skateboarding and a guy does like a kickflip and then they pan up and there's government like military helicopters flying overhead with a just dozens of zombies hanging off of it oh, yeah. and they fly over and then and then one of the zombies on the helicopter like a few of them like get dropped like they like lose their grip and fall, fall. and then the camera pans down and then just after it pans down one of the zombies crashes into a car like smashes into it then another zombie lands on the concrete then another zombie lands like right in front of them and they're all like what the fuck and then all the zombies yeah and then all the zombies (laughs) get up and start chasing them and then we cut out of that it's wild and that's the news footage that's what the news is like let's put this one on this one seems like the least controversial selects (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the government, after that, they cut back to the government guy. And he's like, to the best of our knowledge, your safety is not in jeopardy. And then they cut as he to his VO saying that over just a city that is just totally on fire. Buildings exploding. So, like, the government is obviously, like, covering this up. Yeah. I'm feeling very triggered (laughs) by this movie. (laughs) I know. It's crazy how much scarier this movie is to me right now than it probably would have been a year ago. Emily, I'm, I'm so sorry I forgot that a person fell on you while you were doing kickflips the other day. <laughs> you were doing kickflips. And that's exactly what I mean. I was doing skateboarding tricks and someone fell on me and then chased me. Why didn't you include that in the beginning in the that's what's up section? Oh, I'm too uh, affected to talk about it. When you're doing your skateboard tricks... And something bad happens, it takes time before you can talk about it. There's something about the way you said skateboard tricks that reminded me of Moira Rose. From <laughs> you just, I think we just talk like Moira Rose. Well, keep in mind, Sammy didn't know what you call the area where poor people on a train sit earlier. <laughs> so now we're establishing she's very ritzy. She's because you're skateboarding <laughs> tricks. And wherever you sit in, what is it, economy? <laughs> How much could a banana cost, Michael? Twelve dollars. <laughs> Twelve dollars. So, so now the dad is like freaking out. Okay, we've seen zombies on the train. We've seen zombies attacking people. We see zombies falling from the sky. This is serious. So he pulls out his phone, and this is where we get the big ex-wife reveal. 
He oh, like yeah, pulls yeah, up yeah. her contact and calls ex-wife, but she's not answering her phone. Uh-oh, folks. So that's about the only time that you hope your ex-wife will answer your call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Um, so now they go and they sit in like this vestibule, uh, another vestibule. And you know how like when you're on trains, they have like those little fold down seats and stuff. So they, 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 he and his daughter sit down and he's like making sure she's okay. And then the two old ladies are in there and the daughter like gives up her seat for one of the old ladies. Mm. And the dad is like, Hey, like, look, you don't have to do that to her, his daughter. When they're aside, he's like, you don't have to do that. Just look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. In times yeah. like this, in times like this, think about yourself. Just look out for you. Yeah. Protect yourself. Don't worry about these old ladies. And then she goes, well, but Granny had bad knees. Oh, my God. It's so cute. Oh, And my you God. see the way, the difference between these two people, like, you know, he sees uh, the, the people as problems and she sees her granny in other people, oh. you know, and this is why she can connect with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get another announcement that the train will stop at the next station because the military is there and they will protect us. Um, and then the businessman gets a call about cities being shut down. Like all these different cities are being shut down. So he, he leaves, dad leaves to take this phone call and leaves Sue Ann with um, Scarf Man and his pregnant wife. And we also established that um, the, the pregnant um, woman calls her, her fetus Sleepy. And, and she says her dad is too lazy to name her. So we just call her sleepy yeah. right now. Can I ask a very specific question? Uh-huh. Like how pregnant yeah. is she? Is she like a little pregnant? No, she she's like pretty, very pregnant. She's pretty pregnant. I would say, okay. I don't know, seven <laughs> Just months? wanted to imagine it correctly in my head. I would say seven months um, would be my guess. Yeah, I don't know how to judge I don't that. really know I, either. I don't understand how pregnancies go. Because sometimes a, a woman's belly is just enormous and sometimes it's not. And I don't. And they can be the same amount of time. I d- I, you, to be fair, it's yeah. Basketball it's basketball size. Bodies are different. Bodies are different. And you know what? That makes it make sense more to me that some bodies get affected by zombies really fast and some not as fast. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many wellness articles about your reaction to a zombie bite. It's just you. Don't compare Um, yourself to others. Yeah, don't compare yourself to other people that get bitten by zombies. So while that conversation is happening, uh, the dad gets a phone call from a friend of his who works in the army. And he's like, hey, like... We're pulling up to the station and the army guy's like, yeah, we're at this station. He's like, can you arrange for to pick me and my daughter up? And he's like, okay, fine. I'll pick you guys up at this point at the station. Uh, as he hangs up, he sees that weird PTS guy is like PTSD guy is hiding like behind some chairs and he overheard him and he knows exactly where this rendezvous point is going to be. Um, and we don't know like much about this dude. He's just like a, just a weird guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get to the train station and there's nobody there. It's a ghost town. And so they all get off and like cautiously and um, the, biz- the businessman runs up to the conductor of the train. He's like, we need to get to fucking Busan. Fuck this shit. Um, because he's like. Businessman is the rich, rich guy. guy. Yeah. Rich guy. Rich guy's probably better. And he's like, we got to get to Busan uh, because I- he works for the transit. Like he works for a transit company and he's heard through his connections that all of the, every city is closed except for Busan. So like. This is a waste of time. We should not be here. We should just go straight there. So then they go into the, the everybody goes and the conductor's like, no, dude, this is what we're going to do. And the conductor's a good guy. Conductor's very sweet. And they go into the station and as they're like walking through, they see like, you know, a bunch of suitcases are abandoned and people have clearly like left here in a hurry. It's kind of creepy. And all of the train passengers are walking one way and then the dad and Sue Ann peel off and go down a different hallway. And the weird guy 
follows them. And he's like, I know where you're going. Like, let's let's go. Oh, so Sue Ann wants to tell the others, like, come with us because um, on that military, the call with his army friend, the army friend, like, reveals that, like, everybody on that train is going to be quarantined. Mm-hmm. And, his da- and her dad's like, no, no, dude, fuck them. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to keep you safe. And she's like, all you care about is yourself. And she's so mad at him. <gasps> oh. um, so then uh, they look down the hallway and they see kind of a, a figure staggering toward them. And then we cut to everybody else on the train who's anchored by Scarf and pregnant wife. And they're going down an escalator and like onto like oh, a main like kind of like tarmac area where they think that they're going to be like picked up by the military. And they're going down and they see a whole bunch of uh, military, uh, like men in military uniforms, like their legs, like standing in a big group and riot police all standing in all their legs. Okay. And they go a little bit lower. And as they go lower in the escalator, the the angle reveals like they're all fucking zombies. Ah, And the zombies see them and start running after them up the escalator. So everybody has to like try to run up an escalator or run upstairs as army zombies and riot cop zombies are like attacking them and eating them and fucking ripping them apart. Holy shit. Oh, and so the dad in this mean, meanwhile is like, tries to call his friend who's supposed to pick him up and he doesn't answer. He's moving towards uh, the guy that was at kind of the end of the hallway that we don't, someone also in a military uniform and he's like kind of running towards him um, PTSD guys also kind of moving towards him and they're like, help, help, help us. Um, and then we get a close up on that guy and he has a bite mark and he's yelling, help me, help me. And then as they get close to him, a zombie flies out and nails this guy in the military uniform. And dad is on the phone at this moment hearing the news like wait we don't we can't get in contact with anyone there we don't know if it's safe and he turns around and sue ann is back at the um entrance to this hallway and he sees all the zombies from downstairs coming up from the escalator where the rest of the um people were going and He's it's like this really great slow-mo shot of Goosebumps just picturing <laughs> he's like running for her, realizing And there's no way he's gonna get to her. There's no way he's far and the zombie is really close to her. And just as the zombie is about to bite her, Scarfman dives in and like elbows the zombie. Fucking elbows the zombie and scoops up um <gasps> Sue Ann. And saves I, really her. Thought, I really thought Sue Ann was going to die in this moment. I'm yeah. ready for anything <laughs> in this movie. I'm ready for anything around the corner. I was convinced she was gone. Also, oh my God. I mean, I understand there's a lot going on, but in horror movies, if you have a young child, they stay with, pick them up. Yeah, hold them. Carry all, them with hold you. Hold them always. <laughs> Don't go Forever. on your huge phone and turn around Don't and walk down the corridor. Don't go on your huge phone. <laughs> so then, so now, so <clears throat> Scarfman has saved... Sue Ann is fucking awesome. And then they uh, then they start like fighting off zombies and stuff. And then the baseball team is like over this way, over this way. They found like a door, like these glass corridor. With, so it's like glass doors and a glass wall. And they beckon everybody and like run, 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 run. Everybody who can runs in. Um, but the, the dad is like dealing with like fending zombies off. He's like basically a zombie's got him like choke in a chokehold. 
he grabs a book off the floor and shoves it into the zombie's mouth and is like fighting the zombie off and scarf man runs into the doors and turns out and sees dad and he goes asshole asshole come on hurry up asshole <laughs> he's like affectionately calls him asshole it's really it's funny. sweet <laughs> then a whole bunch of other people who are panicking try to get on the train so I think the pregnant wife has Sue Ann and they're running to yeah. the train. And so holding down this glass door corridor situation is scarf man and baseball guy and PTSD guy. And they're calling over dad. Who's like fighting off at simultaneously. Other people try to get onto the train again, but they open the wrong door. And it's the, tr- it's the door with all of the other zombies in the train. So they let all the zombies off the fucking train. Right. And so now they're coming from that angle, too. Right. And so now the businessman is back on the train trying to get it to leave. And the conductor's like, I'm not fucking leaving everybody. We're going to wait. Like, hold on. And the businessman is like really fucking pissed about it. So now I think at this point, right, uh, the, the baseball team and stuff run away from their door and the zombies start breaking through. And they're like all trying to like get onto the train now that like the train starts to like pick well, up. They get, like, starts they get like, dad. Did we say that? Yeah, they get dad through and they manage to shut the door. I thought by that you meant the zombies got dead. I was like, what? What? <laughs> you just going to say it like that? No, baseball. No, he makes uh, it. He like makes it through the corridor to the other side. And I, I, I think I'm like rushing to this moment because it's so fucking badass where like the camera is down on the platform level as people are like running towards it and the train is starting to move. So like trying to like run and get onto the train. And then the camera pans up and the zombies break through the second story windows of the train station and just start raining down from the second story onto the platform and like springing back up and chasing everybody's mm-hmm. like like crazy shit <laughs> oh my god and everybody's running and um like sue ann and the pregnant wife get on with one of the old ladies one of the other old ladies gets like picked up and pulled on and uh, the dad and scarf are like running and the dad manages to get on but scarf is like a little bit behind and he um has to like fight off some more zombies and stuff Gets his way through them and then gets onto the train. Scarfman is the protagonist. Like, Sorry. Scarf rules. <laughs> Scarfman is the number one. Um, it's, wait, do we have any background on Scarfman? Like, do we no, have, he's no, just like um, an expectant father that's really protective of his wife. And, and he's very buff. He's very buff. So we're back on the train after scrambling the the old lady sisters slash lovers <laughs> have been separated and uh dad and suanna are separated scarf and pregnant wife are separated everyone is separated but um except for oh wait yeah everyone and then and then um the baseball boy who's the only surviving baseball player the in the in the process of the escape the, the baseball team was killed mm. by zombies and then another good chunk of them had been killed in the initial attack on the but train. he's been separated and from the cheerleader girl. The parasite. Parasite, parasite boy. boy and yeah, cheerleader girl have also been separated. And cheerleader girl. Yeah. And so now we're all in different cars. But what, who we do have together is dad, scarf, and baseball boy. And they're going to become just a set of heroes. A trifecta. And yeah, real trifecta. Now, so now we're in with, um, the, uh, with pregnant and crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> and Sue Ann and, and one of and the look, old ladies. And one of the old ladies. And they look around and they realize, oh shit, we just jumped onto a car with zombies. Zombies on either like, side. They're basically in a vestibule with 
a car full of zombies on both sides of them who haven't noticed them yet because they're only alerted by sound and I guess they've been quiet. And so they start like there's there's bathrooms in every vestibule. And so they just slowly start all piling into a bathroom. And just as they're closing the door, the zombies hear them and run at them. And so now they're like being attacked by zombies while they're trying to like hold the hold door, this door shut. Dad and um, Scarf get a call from the pregnant woman who's like basically saying like, oh, my God, like we're in this bathroom. We're being attacked. We're in train. We're in car number 13. Mm-hmm. Can you come and get us? And they're like, fuck, dude, we're in car number nine. So we have to get through four fucking cars full of zombies before we can get to our people. What are we going to do? And they're like, well, let's fucking figure this out. So they basically, like, Dad takes off his beautiful blazer, and Scarfman takes off his blazer, and they get, like, suited yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And they put, like... They're, like, taping they put, like, around their forearms. They put, like, duct tape over their arms um, so they can't get bit. They, like, grab a baseball um, bat. The baseball kid has a baseball bat. Um, dad uh, has, like, a pipe. The dad gets this shield, and... Baton, Baton yeah. and then Scarf just goes straight up. I'm just gonna fucking box my way through this. He just like tapes off his arms and is like ready to That's like box crazy. his side. That's crazy. So <laughs> they go into the first car. They fight their way through. It is very difficult, but they make it. They're like punching and baseball batting and like beating these zombies away, but they make it through. Okay, holy shit, that was exhausting. How the fuck are they gonna get through three more of these? This is bad. Right. So they go into the next car. And it's Baseball Boy's entire baseball it's team. It's the whole zombie, zombie baseball team. So Baseball Boy is and just he's, frozen. He's like totally scared, totally freaked out. It's all his best friends. They're all dead and zombies and start to attack. Oh, no. So he's, yeah, he's like paralyzed. He can't do it. He can't even swing his bat. He can't like bring himself to do anything. Oh. And all of a sudden, it's like looking very bad because now it's two on 12 or whatever. Right. Uh, and then they, but then they enter a tunnel. And when mm. they enter this tunnel, all the zombies stop. Oh, because they can't. They're stupid. They're stupid. They're stupid, and darkness just like shuts them off somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're like they're looking like, at they like the lights stupider. that are going by. They get like distracted yeah, like by the strobing lights, and yeah, basically like stare off into space. So then they make it through the light. Or they like work their way past the zombies, and then the light comes back on. They get out of uh, the tunnel, and then the zombies attack once more just like they did before mm-hmm. so we see here light factors a little trick mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so they made it past just barely the next car they go in and it has a fucking shitload of zombies it is jam-packed with zombies they realize like there's another tunnel coming up so we'll wait and we'll time it for the tunnel and we'll go in once they do that so it happens then they're they like the dad hatches this very smart plan where they go in they like tuck behind some seats like about halfway down the train and then the dad takes Scarf's phone, puts his phone number into it, then throws his phone or put, puts Scarf's phone number into his phone, throws that phone behind where they had just been and then calls it. So that phone rings and it's an embarrassing phone ring and then all the zombies <laughs> like go for the phone, like attack it like, kind of right. blindly. So they can easily and while pass, they're distracted, them. pass them. Yeah, our heroes then move past them. So okay, we're like working this out, and um, they get, and then now they're there. They're they're at car number thirteen. They found our people, um, and then they like 
say like, here we are, we're here, we've got you, like everybody's happy, and then they need to hide in another bathroom. Yeah, again the lights come, come back on or whatever, and so they um, they're in um across the hall and in bathrooms across from each other. While they're in the bathroom, they, like our heroes have some banter. They this is when they talk about I think dads not getting credit for the sacrifices yep. that they make, stuff like that. And then um, the the baseball boy texts the cheerleader that's like, hey, we just saved some people. We're coming up to you guys, which is pretty fucking studly shit, right? <laughs> baseball but, boy. <laughs> so she's up in the like first class cars with the rich man and a whole crew of survivors up there. And she goes, oh, my God, like my friend, he survived. They're coming up this way. He's with a few more people. They're going to come up to us. And the rich man goes, what do you mean? What if they're infected? Yeah, like we can't let them through in all those cars of monsters. Like, how do you know that they're not going to be infected? So, so we're set up now. We have a a a, a problem, mm-hmm. and so now they go through um they go through another tunnel and they all leave the bathroom um and they're like, but how do we get past this next batch of zombies? And the dad sees like the overhead bins that you like store your luggage. They could crawl along those. And so that's what they do. They crawl along. They make it past, except for at the very end, weird guy, as he steps down off of the overhang, he slips and falls and gets the zombie's attention. And here we have an arc moment where the dad runs to get him. But before they can get out, they come out of the tunnel. And so it's light again. And the zombies are back active again, looking for them. And they realize, like, oh, fuck, we're just going to have to run. So look at me. And like Scarf is like, come on, come on, come on. And so the dad's like, look, I'm gonna count, I'm gonna count down from three, and then we'll run for it because we don't have any other choice. So it's like very tense. And he goes, three, two, one. And then on one, the weird guy steps on a, a empty soda can and it goes like oh. and then all the zombies run out of them and they have to like run and they dive and they make it out. Just barely once more. So we did it. So But, but they don't but, like they don't close the door entirely, right? Yeah, the zombies get some of their hands through, and they can't all the way shut it. Um, now, now they're in one. They're in the the car just before where rich man and cheerleader and all those people are. They're so on the one end, scarf is holding the door shut to keep the zombies out. On the other end, they've realized the people in front of, in the next car have locked them out. They're like holding the door closed. And they've and they've sprayed the glass with um a fire extinguisher to like fog it so that zombies can't see in. And so now they're stuck between a rock and a hard place you might you say. You might um where on mm-hmm. one end the zombies are like starting to crack the door as Scarf is holding it shut as best he can and the dad is like using a baseball bat to like beat the zombies back but like there's just so many of them they can't do it. On the other end, they're pleading with the people Please to let, open just the let door. them in, let them in. Oh. And the rich man is like, no fucking way. And oh. he has convinced everybody except for the cheerleader and the old lady not to let anybody in. No. So now the baseball player is like hitting the door with his bat to try to break it open to let them in. And it's a totally crazy. So now as they're like, as Scarf is trying to hold the door shut. A zombie bites his hand. No, Scarf, no. So now Scarf is holding the door, but it's like cracking like that, like splintery spider webby cracks in the glass, and he knows it's not going to hold much longer. So he tells the dad, like, look, you got to take care of my wife. Protect her. Make, she's o- make sure she's okay. And he's like, and then the dad is like, no, 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 don't do this. And 
I think one of the things that's so effective about this movie is like you see this guy who has only cared about himself midway through the movie learns like the value of caring about people. And then right here it's like, and here's the the price that you pay for caring about people is you can lose them. And so he's like, just realizing this, like the price he's paying for it. And then he looks in the, and pregnant woman is like screaming like, no, 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 no. And scarf turns to her and says the name of the baby to her. (gasps) And his wife like is devastated, but she can't help but smile a little bit that he, named it and so then the and then dad like basically pull like rips her away and pulls and then just then the door explodes and zombies come rushing in and he holds them off but even as he's doing this he starts to turn and so you can see his like eyes starts clouding over and his veins start to bulge but he still is fighting them off like shaking his head to be like coming like retain his senses and he buys them as much time as he can but it's not a lot and um they and then in the meantime everybody makes it through and um and gets in and everybody then, except old woman number two. Oh right 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 old woman number two <laughs> she has the ability to make it through but she chooses not to to continue to buy time and she makes eye contact with her friend or lover to basically like <laughs> indicate to her like I'm gonna do this mm. and her and this uh, the other woman is like don't 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 and then she and then she does so now. The train car well, wait, with the wait. mean First, people. First, the dad, they're all in there, and the dad punches rich guy in the face. Oh, right, right. And he's, like, pissed because it's their fault now that these two people have died because if they had just fucking let them in in the first place, they would have survived and everyone would be alive. Rich guy is who the dad would have been if he hadn't had these moral <laughs> so lessons. So true, so true. Precisely. Um, so dad punches rich guy in the face and he's like, was it like worth it? Like you fucking killed these people. And rich guy looks at him and, and yells, he's infected. He's infected. Like, look at him. He's violent. He's punching me. Look at his eyes. And convinces the whole rest of the car to kick them out, even though they're all clearly human. And it's like this moment of them being like, wow, we're being banished. But and that, everybody in that car, though, has been like whipped into a frenzy and they're terrified. Yes, yes, and, yes. And like yeah. this guy's very Trumpy style, like saying, like, I'm your leader. I will right. get us through this. Like, these guys are bad. Right. Let's kick these them out. These are the danger. We need them gone. So yeah, so, then they kick them into so the So then vestibule. they lock them in the next vestibule up to like quarantine them. But the cheerleader is like, goes with them. She's like, fuck you guys. How, how could you do this? So she goes and stays with our heroes right. mm-hmm. um, and quarantines with them. Then the other old lady, she goes and walks to the back door, looks at her friend or, or sister or whoever in the eye and sees that she's a zombie and goes, you idiot. Who were you saving? Look who you saved. Look who these people are. Like, for look what, what they've done. For what? For what? For fucking for what? For these people. And she's just like so nihilistic about like what she just saw and what her friend died for to lead to that. And so she just opens the fucking door. <gasps> and all the zombies rush in and kill everybody in that fucking car while our what? heroes are sealed off in the next thing up. And they're just like, against clouded glass like watching people just get wasted and blood splatter and screams and zombies everywhere <laughs> and they're safe holy shit that's wild i love it i was that's unexpected 
and we cut back to our heroes as they sit quietly in this vestibule. The the zombies can't see them. They're kind of like recollecting themselves. And then the dad's like, oh, it's your birthday to his daughter. Like in all of this, like, oh man, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, honey. (laughs) Seriously. And his daughter reveals, she's like talking about like, you know, just like earlier, like she was so scared. She thought she'd never see him again. And then she goes like, and that's why I sang that song. That's why I sang that song was for you. And she says, that's why I couldn't finish it was because I couldn't She's like, see I forgot you. the words because you weren't there. And, th- and I oh. didn't finish it because you weren't there. And that's why I, that's why I forgot everything. That's why I didn't finish it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. So and it's so heartbreaking. And so he tries to call his ex-wife again. She doesn't answer. And then Kim, he gets a call from his analyst, Kim, who says that Busan is still safe. Like, it still is okay. But this whole outbreak started at YS Biotech, which is their investment thing. And he's like, did we do something? Did we have something to do with this? Is this our fucking fault? And he's like, hysterical. And the dad is like, no, 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 you didn't. No, you had nothing to do with this. And I think it's meant to be fairly ambiguous because after the dad gets off the phone, he talks that dude down. He like he's in a bathroom and he takes a call and then he hangs up and then he washes blood off of his hands and his face like out out damn out, spot damn style. spot that's what I was like Macbeth happening he's so very and upset. then he yeah <laughs> and he starts to cry and break down and it's like oh so you did have something to do with this and you know it I think is the implication like he funded some project or or did some scheme with them mm-hmm. um, so then the train jolts and starts breaking. Um, and they pull into a, another train station in this city that they're in, and it is wrecked. And there are broken and crashed trains all over the tracks. They have to stop. They do. The conductor announces it, comes over to intercom and says, like, look, this station is broken. What I'm going to do is find another engine, and I'm going to put it onto the far left track. And, and just get to that track, and I will come, and I will pick you up, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Just like good luck and he signs up and he says godspeed and as he's doing this it montages through like zombies in other cars it shows our heroes and then it shows the rich man and his little crony attendant who we haven't really talked about very much uh hiding in a bathroom they survived survived. so now the conductor stops the train he like runs out and starts looking for his the next train they're all like making a run for it our group of heroes mm-hmm. are making a run for it. The train conductor finds another train. It gets in it and starts like moving it along where he needs to go. So we're feeling pretty good here. Like we have our escape train. It's working. So then we come back into the bathroom with the business with the rich man and the uh, train attendant. And the rich man peeks out of the bathroom and sees that there are zombies all everywhere. over the um, everywhere, all over the car. He goes back into the bathroom and the attendant's like, "What's it like out there?" And he goes. Oh, it's totally clear. Coast is clear. Coast is clear. Go for it. And so the attendant like (gasps) peeks out and the rich man shoves him into all the zombies as a diversion and just runs out of the train. So his like little crony just gets fucking smashed and he runs away. Rich people are bad. Yeah, rich people people are bad. bad. (laughs) So after that, then the conductor's going along and he sees all of a sudden like careening down the tracks is a burning train just like out of nowhere, like just shooting through. And it crashes into all of the other wreckage and crash trains and creates a huge, you know, like earthquake type thing, right? Um, and it, which then releases a bunch of other zombies off of other trains that have been locked in. 
So now we have a ton of zombies are out. So then our heroes are kind of like separated at this point. And so baseball boy and the cheerleader are trying to make their way through a train and they like get in one door and they're going to like go straight through into through another door to get through. But uh, the door is shut and they're like trying to bang it open. And as that's happening, the rich man runs in behind them. He's being chased by uh, a zombie. He runs in, grabs the cheerleader girl and throws her at the zombie and she gets bit. And then the baseball boy fights off the zombie and um, as the rich man escapes. And then the baseball boy is devastated. He holds the cheerleader in his arms as she is dying and he's apologizing to her. And as she's turning, and then she just bites him on his neck as she's dying in his arms. Oh my god! Oh, and so in the, in the, all the chaos, like the the dad was knocked out by the crash. He was like flung and like knocked out. He comes to, and now they see they like he like looks up and they're trapped underneath a tipped over train. So like so this train's tipped over, but another train behind them is like holding it up. So then we go back to our conductor and he sees. The rich man running across the tracks being chased by a bunch of zombies toward the new train. And the, the conductor's like, fuck, I got to help this dude. Oh, the, the, the rich man trips over a track and twists his ankle and falls mm-hmm. over. And so the mm-hmm. conductor's like, fuck, I got to go help this dude. So the conductor gets off the train, runs to the rich man <gasps> to like help no, get him up. And the rich man just casts him aside and feeds him to the zombies. Too. No, the rich man is so bad. He's so bad. He's very bad. He's so he, so, so bad. the rich man then jumps onto the train by himself. So now the train that our heroes are kind of like trapped under collapses down even more. Um, and the zombies like herky jerk and the glass starts to break on their windows. Um, and he managed to climb through a little hole, like a little gap, a little hole he finds. He climbs through it. Tries to get everybody um, out, but then uh, uh, down the line, a whole a bunch of glass breaks and a bunch of zombies fall out. And the weird guy, our our favorite weird guy, sees it and he goes and he basically like decides he's going to sacrifice himself to buy time for Sue Ann and the pregnant woman to get out. So he runs, holds off the zombies as Sue Ann and the pregnant woman c- climb out of the hole, and he gets iced by the zombies. And then all the whole train. And then all of the zombies fall out of all of the windows, and then the train crashes, and our heroes start running away as the zombies start jumping over the train to chase them. So now they're all running. So we've got Dad, Sue Ann, and the pregnant woman. They're all that's left of the good and they're guys. Being, they're wow. being wow, pursued wow, wow, by, wow, like, wow, wow, wow. hundreds, Every fucking hundreds of yeah. zombies. Just a shitload. So then they manage to run up to the train, the, like, new train, as it's, like, slowly moving along. He get, everybody gets on, but... All but like one of the zombies grabs a hold of the back of the train as it's going. Then another zombie grabs that zombie. Then another zombie grabs that zombie. And all of a sudden they have like a literal zombie train. <laughs> uh, like hundreds and hundreds of zombies are like just being dragged by this train. And it's like slowing it down. And so the dad's like trying to kick them off as like this train full of a weird, crazy tail of zombies is like going across the track. So he manages to get them off. It's a really great shot. It it's is really a funny. fun little set piece. So he gets them all off, and now we just are on our train, and they're like, breathe a sigh of relief. Like, whew, we, we've done it. So the dad walks up to the engine room, expecting to find the conductor there, and what he finds instead is the fucking rich man who's oh, looking away from him. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck the rich man. So he opens the door and sees this guy, and then the, the rich man turns around, and he's a fucking zombie. Of course he is. He's <laughs> got those milky eyes. His veins are all crazy. 
But what's really weird is that the guy turns to the dad and goes like, help me. He doesn't know help that me. he's I just want to go home. Yes. So he yeah. speaks to the dad as if he's like, I'm, I'm scared. My mom is waiting for me. I want to go home. And the dad like breaks the news to him. And he's like, you're, yeah. you're one of them. Like you're turned. And rich guy looks down at his hands and sees his bulging veins. And he's like, no, 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 no. It can't be. It can't be. No, I can't be. I can't be. And then at that moment fully turns. But I th- feel like there's like a real, th- like this is like a creative choice here where my read of it was like, the guy was like, well, if I'm a zombie, then fuck you. Ooh. And that's Ooh. what turned him all the way. Right. Where he's like, well, if I'm a zombie, then I'm going to make you a fucking zombie. Cause he's so, Ooh. yes, I could, I could buy that for sure. And then so he then they fight and they have a zombie fight on this like moving uh, train engine. And uh, it looks like the the rich zombie has the dad in a pretty bad position. But the pregnant woman steps in, and like pulls him off. And then he goes for her. The dad grabs the zombie to pull him away. And in the process, rich zombie bites dad in the hand. Bad news. Hate it. No. Hate that. Very bad news. <laughs> so now the dad knows he's got it. He then he ties a chain around himself, grabs the rich zombie, and basically hurls them both rich zombie. off of the train. <laughs> <laughs> but the chain holds the, the dad in place so he doesn't fly off. Fall off. Mm-hmm. So the rich man is gone. He's been vanquished. And I do think, to Henley, your point, the rich man was everything that the dad was on a one-way train to becoming, like mm-hmm. a, a train mm-hmm. with no brakes on it to becoming that man. So he mm-hmm. had his final showdown with him. And manages to overcome it, but then has been infected. So he rushes, after he recovers, he rushes pregnant woman and Sue Ann into the like conductor's booth, shows uh, the pregnant woman like where the throttle and the brake is, makes sure she's got it, like, like just keep going. And then he turns to his daughter and we have just the most oh. gutting moment oh. where he... He is like, she's like pleading with him, don't He's, leave, don't leave, don't leave. She just is like saying, leave, don't go, don't it. go, don't go. And this little girl's performance is so fucking incredible, heartbreaking and shattering. <laughs> and he, her like fingers, they like set up earlier that he, they like hold hands in this particular way. And she's doing that. And he has to like pry her fingers off of him to be able to throw him, like to be able to get out of this room and then like looks at preg- the pregnant lady to hold her back and so then the pregnant lady grabs her and is like holding her- restraining the daughter and she's just like screaming like don't go dad dad and the dad walks no. like full tilt scream, scream crying little girl crying. voice like so convinced it's like chilling to hear it and then the dad walks to the back of the train and he's standing on the back of the train and his eyes are getting cloudy his eyes and get his cloudy veins are popping and he's out. turning into a zombie and he it intercuts with his daughter being born and he's remembering no. his daughter being born and it's like going <gasps> back and forth between him turning into a zombie and then clinging to this memory and as he's turning he's smiling cuz he's thinking about his daughter's birth he smiles and then slow motion throws himself off the back of the train and so then we cut back into the uh engine room with the pregnant woman and sue ann and 
the train, we like cut ahead in time a little bit and the train has come to a, another tunnel on a bridge that has been blocked off and the train slows down and comes to a stop and they step off the train and they see there are twisted and mangled bodies everywhere, but some of them are kind in like military barbed uniforms. wire, like this was mm-hmm. maybe a blockade at one point. The river is filled with corpses and they keep walking past. You get one final really good jump scare as they walk past the body, just a hand shoots up and goes like, ah! <laughs> and then they keep going and then we then they step into the train tunnel. And then we cut to the other side of the tunnel, we see a sniper rifle and an army man who's looking through the scope of a sniper rifle at like a trench. And he has his scope on the two of them and, and goes like to his person, like there are two bogeys coming in and they're like, confirm, are they infected or are they survivors? And he's like, I cannot. Confirm. Cause they're all like know. crazy injured. So they're, they're stumbling. And he, so he's like, we dark. can't tell. You can only see their silhouette. He's like, I can't tell. So that he, they, they, they give him the order. Like, so execute them, kill them, shoot them. And so he puts his finger on the trigger. He's watching. And then all of a sudden, echoing through the tunnel, you hear the little girls singing, Aloha. No. Aloha. And they're like they're survivors and so like the whole army runs to them like tons of people start running to them and we cut back to a close-up of the little girl and she says the line until we meet again and she's crying and then it cuts to black it's so sad and beautiful how how am I actually crying? <laughs> it's I honestly I didn't see this movie. I was sobbing. Oh, that's literally the best movie we've ever done. It's okay. Oh my I, God. And I have a lot of thoughts about how it to me doesn't even totally feel Ugh. like a horror film. I know that it is. That's why I like it so much. But I feel like this is one that everyone could watch. I think everyone could watch it. Yeah. I texted Emily and I I, I said I thought she could probably handle it. Um, because it does, I, I was actually like, after watching it, I was like, oh, I wonder how well this is going to f- do for your podcast. Because it's like, not that scary. It's more of like an action thriller I think it's more of an action. with a heart of a drama. Yes. I, there is violence and um, blood and, you know, zombie shit. But I'd say overall. I feel like it's like closer to Air Force One than it is to like yes. uh, 28 yes. Days Later or something I like agree. that. Where it's like about set pieces and it's about being like, it's about the train and the, and the, and the like mathematics of like, if you're on a, if there were zombies on a train, what would yes. happen? Mm-hmm. Well, is it because, is, is it because horror movies um, generally, I mean, we can debate what a horror movie is till the end of time, but I feel like one thing that I've learned about horror movies is that it just makes you feel like disturbed about a, a, something about life in a way that's incredibly like unsettling. Maybe because I do feel with. like this is kind of playing to the, 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 the good side of humanity. I don't know if I'm putting mm-hmm. that well, but it, it it's like it's a hopeful movie, and it's it's it saying is. like people have are can be inherently good, and we have this within us, and it's a choice, and you need to be kind to people around you. Like the message is positive, and I think yes, maybe that is what it is. Is that it doesn't feel scary to me because I'm left with nothing but 
um, a little bit of heartbreak, but also like, oh, people can be good. Like, it doesn't make me feel shitty. And like the bad guy, the bad guy dies. The rich guy dies. Like the the good the good guys win. The pregnant woman and the the most vulnerable come out. May potentially not emotionally unscathed, but physically unscathed. That's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, and I was even I was even expecting. I feel like in a typical horror and more of the movies that we've done like i was fully ready for that sniper to shoot them both be like oh they got through right. all of this and then they're gonna get shot but they she sings instead and i started crying <laughs> at the <laughs> oh, idea boy. of it just imagine seeing it emily and it's the words that she it's the words that she had forgotten when her dad wasn't there before no! but she feels that he's with her now so she'll never forget the words again oh my god it's so it's so sad see now this is why i won't see this movie because it's too sad <laughs> i don't know if i can handle it uh that was amazing that was so i'm moved me too this is a great one I think everyone should watch it. Listeners, I think you should give it a try. It is streaming for free on Amazon Prime and Netflix. No excuses. Oh, my God. Something for everyone. Joel, thank you so much. Joel, that thank was, you. Honestly, I was so captivated the entire time. I That movie was amazing. I feel like I've seen it, even though I haven't. And I'm going to tell people I have to well, sound thank cool. you for having me for a third time. I did have an idea. Mm. Um, this is probably weird. I had an idea for frequent guests. You could call us horror respondents. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea. <laughs> I had an idea. Um, it could be for anyone, but specifically me, that when they come on or me, you might give them a name and it could be horror respondent. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. You can. It's like weekend update. But you're going to have to just slide in like on a wheelie chair and (laughs) have like a little comment. (laughs) All right. Um, I love it. Yeah. You're our number one correspondent. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that honorific. Thank you. Where did that come from? And you know what? What I love about it is it's easy to say. (laughs) Um, there's no funny. There's no voices. Well, okay, in this so I'm gonna try movie. to keep. Oh, a, a, learn, yes, a lesson. I'm gonna learned. try keep keep mm. nailing home this lesson learned thing. What's our takeaway? What's our lesson learned? I wrote down: don't be a dick. <laughs> I think it's that we um, to survive, we must live for each other and sacrifice for each other. Not only care about ourselves. It sounds like a wordier way of saying don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) For me, the lesson here is know a song (gasps) so that when it comes down to it, you can sing it to prove that you're a human. One lesson I learned from this movie also is um, don't try to competitively rank six-year-olds hotness against adult women (laughs) (laughs) or adult men. Don't. Yeah, don't. Assess the hotness of children. And don't do kickflips too much. (laughs) That's it. That's the end of that sentence. So we learned a lot this episode. We learned a lot. Um, And yeah, no voices. Maybe just like a zombie growl. We could all say aloha. Aw. From all of us here at TSDW. Aloha. Oh, that's dark. Terrifying. Honestly, that was terrifying. 
Hey everyone, it's Henley. Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Um, if you had a good time, please head over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us and subscribe. We're also on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at TSDW Podcast. All right, see you next week. Thank you.